0: I, I thought he was set up shut off to take a shit, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was worried at first. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining us for episode number 37. This week, we will be diving into week three of the NFL season, mainly the DraftKings slate. It is a far better, far more exciting looking slate than last week, although last week did go pretty well for me. I was heavy on that Baltimore-Miami game, just had a couple things not really go my way, mainly Jerry Jr being in my best lineup, but was a good week overall and hopefully we can roll that over this week. Now we have a number of guests joining us. I will not be solo for this one, so let's get right into it. Got a lot to talk about. All right, so we have week three upon us. It is going quickly. We're already three weeks in. Last week was very interesting. Looked like an ugly slate, but actually turned out to be a pretty good one. This week is much, much different. Last week, we only had one game over 50. This week, we have three games with a total over 50. So a lot of the elite quarterbacks back should be very interesting. And joining me, we have the usual cast of characters in Fitz, how are you now? And Dave Utnik. Gentlemen, how are you? Mike Carpanini with the Casual Corner. Boys, how are you now? And joining us for the first time, projection extraordinaire, Johnny Giacino.
3: What's up, y'all?
2: So excited to get into this one. As I said, I definitely think this slate is going to be very interesting. It looks like the pricing is actually little difficult, not a lot of value on the slate. We had no quarterbacks to play last week, but all the talented quarterbacks are back on the slate and pretty expensive. So we're going to have to talk through this and and maybe find some value and and get a good idea of of where we can go to get different. So we'll get right into it. If we start at the running backs, we have Jonathan Taylor starting it off at $9,000. And I'm just going to say right here, I think a lot of people because of last week and the way things have been going with running backs, a lot of people are going to pay up for wide receiver and not pay up for running back. So I could see myself playing a lot of Jonathan Taylor this week. I think Kansas city is actually a good matchup. And like I said, I don't think a lot of people are going to pay up for running backs this week. So I could see Taylor going absolutely off in this game and and think it's actually going to be a little bit closer with Casey than a lot of people think. So Johnny, you're the new guy here. We'll start off with you. What are you looking at at the top as far as running back goes?
1: I mean, me
3: personally, I mean, I feel like more of a balance approach is going to have to probably be the way to go this week. I mean, these pricing is so punitive that paying $9,000 for Taylor that can probably get game script out, especially against KC. It's, you know, even his baseline projection this week is pretty much in line with a mix in, a cook even a Leonard Fournette and they're probably about 2000 less, but I mean, his ceiling is up there, but I mean, I could see those other guys pretty much having a similar ceiling given, you know, they can both pretty much all those other guys can also run the ball just as well. I feel like in in particular game script.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And I I definitely think those other guys are definitely going to be in the player pool. I guess I should also say this week, I am approaching it a little bit different. I'm going to have, similar to how I did with golf. I'm going to have two different player pools. I'm going to have a single entry and a three entry max. And then my 20 entry is going to be a lot of guys where I'm trying to gain leverage. And I think Jonathan Taylor in that 20 entry is definitely going to be a leverage play. Those other guys you mentioned, I'm definitely playing plenty of them in, in single and three entry. So Fitz, how, how are you feeling about the running back position? Do you do you think you're going to pay up? Do you, do you want to look down a little bit further for these guys? I mean, it is expensive and, and we're look, we're looking for value on the slate. So.
4: Yeah, no, I think I am much um, I'm gonna pay up at running back. Um last week and kind of the first two weeks, I um I avoided the trap last week. I didn't play JT. I didn't play McCaffrey, Barkley, um, avoided that bad chalk. Um I like, you know, paying down at running back, especially in DK, guys that can catch passes. But I think uh <clears throat> the discount we're getting on Dalvin Cook with his slow start and a good matchup. I really like Dalvin Cook. I will play JT, especially if a lot of people are gonna be scared off with the price tag and and game script. I think uh you know, Indy at home, if they can get, <clears throat> get up and running the ball on KC, can have a big game, um, go back to big dog Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon against the Jets. I'm going to uh, have a lot of those guys there at the top.
2: Yeah, I think Mixon's definitely going to be pretty popular and, and for good reason, and I, I love Cook this week. He probably will be my highest-owned running back. Johnny, you got something to add to that?
3: Uh, yes, just regarding the ownership. I mean, they got JT right now on the 5%. Um ownership on DK. So regarding that being, you know, the the leverage play, that's that's huge compared to all the other probably chalky running backs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And, and you, you think about his projected ceiling compared to some of these wide receivers. I mean, maybe he doesn't have the floor that they have with the, with the receptions, but we've seen him break a slate and at 5% ownership, I'm in on that. Fitz, you said, Henry, I, I don't know. He just does not look right. He it's scary. When you see the first guy knocking him on his ass every single time, it's just, that is not Derek Henry. So I, I get it from a leverage standpoint, but I, I don't know if I'm going to go there. Fitz, you, you have a, a different take on it.
4: Yeah. I just think, I mean, you know, T- Tennessee has been bad, but you know, Oh, and too sorry. They're going to save their season. They're going to have to, you know, go to their bread and butter. They're going to have to establish the run and really get Henry going. Um, so yeah, you know, the team's doing, good, doing a good job of stopping him, and he's that's always been his thing. If he can't really, you know, good at stop and start, and if he gets, you know, hit early, he can't, uh, you know, get going. But if they open some holes for him and he gets rolling downhill and gets in the groove, um, you know, the people, the, the low ownership, he can pay off. big. So I won't have a whole lot of them. I'll have more of Cook and JT, but I think I'm, you know, definitely going go to go uh, to Henry. Fair enough. Henry got old
1: fast. Fast, like he looks old. Like, you know, uh, I don't watch a ton of games, but I watch Jet games, and he did not look like Derek Henry. Giant games, there was a the Giants.
2: Well, you no. confuse me there for a bit. D- Dave, what are you thinking about the running back position? I mean, you, you like any of these guys up top, or, or are you looking for a little bit more value?
0: I mean, for me coming into the season, I've been McCaffrey over JT uh, any chance I could. Um, I still like the upside of what uh, McCaffrey can bring to the table here. Like these guys were saying, Henry, Henry could be a smash play here. I just don't think the Titans are very good. Um, So they got to really rely on him to carry a lot of the workload if they're going to be doing really well here. But I mean, you look at the narratives from the beginning of the season, all the top end wide receivers have been smashing all the top end running backs suck. So it's probably a good week to, uh, you know, fade the noise and really pay up for running back and just build differently from your opponents.
2: Absolutely. Now, does it concern you at all that McCaffrey is dealing with an ankle injury again?
0: I mean, he shows up on the injury report every single week until yeah, if ridiculous. he's out there, he's playing. And I mean, you even look at the point production he's getting per game. He's playing terrible and he's still putting up 17, 18 points a game here I mean, I think we're still looking for that eruption spot coming. They'll put it all together eventually. Um, I've just been big on McCaffrey over JT this year completely. So if everyone's playing JT, I'll go to McCaffrey. And, I mean, nobody's really playing JT up top, but I would still rather McCaffrey.
2: Yeah, I get it. And, And I don't think he's necessarily been playing terrible as much as they're just not using him correctly. They are not giving them the ball, which I don't understand in the slightest. Mike, what, what do you think about the running backs up here towards the top? You got anybody you're keen in on?
1: I'll take the casual side of this. I'm I'm not paying up for running back for for, for until further notice. Uh, I'm coming back down. I will pay up for the receivers. I know that's the trend right now, but I, I don't care. I'm not gonna keep throwing trash out there. And I'm not saying any of these guys are trash. It's just, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I paid up last week. I paid up week one, and it got me nowhere. So I'm coming back down.
2: That's fair. So if if we go down a little bit, I mean, we, we went through some of these guys. I think we said Joe Mixon. Aaron Jones is probably going to go overlooked being right below Joe Mixon. So I, I don't mind him. We saw what he did last week. He should be the focal point of this offense. Swift is still a little banged up, but on limited touches, he, he can get there. I'm completely out on Alvin Kamara. Love Fournette. Antonio Gibson. Fitz. What are what are your thoughts on Gibson this week?
4: Um, I'm gonna keep playing Gibson until um Robinson comes back or they start using McKissick more in a pass game like they used to. I mean, right now he's uh you know they're using him in that, that workhorse role. He's getting involved in the pass game. I'm getting plenty of rush yards, um, good game, uh, game script, you know, with Philly, they're going to have to score um, at home. Yeah. I like Gibson. I'll I'll play him this week. And I like
0: uh, the commanders to win that game outright too. So Gibson could be a big part of that.
2: Interesting. I don't know if I feel that way, but I I think it should be competitive and, and until Robinson is back. Absolutely. They, they should run him as much as possible. Johnny, what do you think about these mid-range guys? Is there anyone you're liking here? Did the projections stand out on any of them? Anybody looking at like good values?
3: I mean, the highest point like point per dollar I'm seeing projection-wise is David Montgomery. I know Mike's all about that, but me personally, just given the systemic risk of the Bears, that's something I generally don't want to go towards. But, I mean, we're also looking at Josh Jacobs around 5,400. Damian Pierce even has a decent projection at 5,000. I mean, the the one I like the most actually is probably the leverage play off like Hertz and AJ Brown at Miles Sanders, just given how explosive he can be. I know last year he pretty much scored zero touchdowns. Actually, he did score zero touchdowns. But I think given how well they're playing and maybe just the leverage off Hertz, given, you know, his price tag is still somewhat reasonable, that could be a really good play at 5,500.
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I will play a bunch of Miles Sanders Surprisingly, he actually is ninth in the league so far in yards after contact, and that—that's really not how you look at Miles Sanders. But they are using him; he is the clear-cut running back there. So, Hertz does take away a little bit of that touchdown upside, but at fifty-five hundred, I'm absolutely in on that. Dave, what about you? You, you so, sorry, go ahead, Johnny.
3: Oh, I forgot, forgot the main one. Leonard Fournette at sixty-five hundred is pretty much the best play projection-wise. You know, just I think just given how limited the Bucks' weapons are that he's pretty much going to be an every down player. I think, you know, passing game, rushing. So, I mean, right now he's pretty much the best value on the board, but yeah, maybe I'm a little yourself. worried about the pace of that game and just even, even the Bucks' systemic risk regarding their o line and just lack of weapons that maybe they can just kind of get just shut down by the Packers' defense.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, I love Fournette. He will definitely be a cash game lock for me. We saw last week injury concerns, still touched the ball 26 times. That offensive line's a little bit banged up, but for how much he's going
4: to get the ball, I'm in. Fitz? Hey, Johnny. So you were saying you were kind of worried about game script with JT. Um, how do you feel about Naheem Hines down at 5,000?
3: I mean, I'm not really a fan of Naheem Hines. I mean, I feel like he he needs to have such good efficiency on his limited touches. Um that's just someone I'm generally not going to play unless I'm just kind of punting at running back, maybe just kind of hoping for something. But, I mean, there's a lot of other guys I'd rather play at the 5K range, honestly, you know, even given the Miles Sanders. Like, I'd rather just play him over, like, in the Hines.
0: Yeah, you're really getting, you know, you're limiting the ceiling that your team's got if you're going to get Naeem Hines uh, into your lineup there. I mean, yeah, it might be game script, but, I mean, what's the true
4: upside of what Hines is? I just don't see it. He's had yeah, ceiling games. I mean, I know it's a, it's a very thin play. It's definitely a GPP, you know. Um, it's just not
3: cheap enough, I think. Like 5,000, yeah. there's a lot of other running backs in the 5K range. That's, yeah, if it was 48,
1: 47, talk to me, maybe. Like, I just – I there's guys at 53, guys at 54, guys at 55. Like, I'll come up just a little bit there.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Dave, yeah. what are you thinking I, in this mid-range?
0: Just on that Heinz point at the end, I mean, you got Damian Pierce at 5K also um, in a vacuum. I'd play Pierce, you know, in that game, in that situation, 100% of the time.
1: You guys um, want a shocker? I'd play both the Jets running backs ahead of that play.
2: No.
3: Really? Yeah, I, mean, I actually cool. don't mind that,
1: call. Cool.
2: <laughs> I, I don't either. Nah. Yeah, but which, which one do you play? Both yeah, I mean, not, you could to get, not together. I, mean, but- I,
3: think, I, think I think they're decent one-off plays, actually. Not necessarily in games, that just you know, if you need a cheap plug-in running back. I mean, they've been throwing. They've been throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game.
2: Yeah, if if we go game theory wise, everyone's going to be on mixing. so you bring it back with Carter, who's going to catch a ton of passes, or Brees Hall, who has been catching passes, getting a bunch of targets, and has some touchdown upside. I I don't mind that. Or if you're paying up for Chase, you you have one of those two, and that's a great bring back. So I don't don't mind that at all, Mike.
3: They also played a shootout last time these two teams played.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know necessarily if I'm going to be – over over playing these guys down here, but I I do like Sanders. I actually do like Pierce. You know, we're, we're seeing Pierce go up against the bears. They've given up the most rushing yards in football so far. He actually played 89% of the running back snaps last, last week. So I, I don't mind that at all. So and anybody else we're looking at down here or, or we kind of exhausted running back. I mean, clearly wide receiver's a lot deeper this week, but do we like anyone else here? I think we're
3: just DeAndre. Swift. Like he's just been killing it like the last two weeks. And just given that they believe that but you know the Vikings and Lions, you know, the Lions can't stop anybody. So it seems like they're always in some type of like fast track game. It's just Swift just seems like an easy GPP play.
0: And they're really going to play a lot of shootouts this year, too. Their defense is terrible. Um, you know, Swift is always going to be in a game script-friendly environment, which is so good on a week-to-week basis. And affordable, yeah. I mean, and he's a PPR monster.
1: But, you can get Jamal for 2000 cheaper. Uh,
0: well. Hard pass. <laughs> hard
1: pass.
0: One, uh, There's a one, chance. One other thing to throw around to everybody but Mike here, because Mike doesn't believe in ownership, but Uncle Lenny promised touchdowns. He's going to be probably the heaviest owned running back on the slate. Definitely. Are you, are, you, are you guys Definitely eating that not. chalk? Yeah, are you guys eating that chalk in GPP? I mean, Cash is is a lot mm-hmm. but I mean, for me, I think you got to look elsewhere. Maybe even to the pass catchers in that game if you want to be different and
4: be on yeah, that game. Yeah, no, I'm not. I mean. Derek talked about Antonio Gibson. He's It's 6400 so he's $100 cheaper, all oh, spend up. We talked about Mixon. We talked about Cook. I think, uh, yeah, I'll probably fade that chalk and, and try to get points elsewhere. Um, I just want to say I wish that the Chiefs would just pick one running back to use because that guy would be a smash play. I mean, if what's the CEH right there, 63, he'd be a smash. If it was McKinnon, he'd be a smash. If it was Pacheco, whatever, if it was just one of them in that offense, it would be a smash because they've all, you know, are capable. Yeah, but that's
2: their whole offense now that that's all their receivers it's you're never going to know any given week so if you want it you want to go heavy on them you you got to make a bunch of lineups and throw a couple of them in a couple of them because it yep. could be anyone any given week that's just the way their offense is going to run and then as far as the four net play i don't mind it as i said before i'm um, playing single entry and three entry i'm going to have Fournette in it he, he is i think the best points per dollar play on, on the slate he's going to be used you can find ways to get different even if you a lot of people aren't going to be on that game so even if you want exposure to that game and you went aaron jones and him and that's your two plays in that game they could be the entire game so it's it's not bad i think there's ways you can get different and i i don't like eating a lot of chalk but when it's good chalk i'm in he's he's getting the ball at least 25 times and i i don't mind it
4: yeah i'll probably be talking into it as the week goes on because the bears as bad as they are did run down the throat to the bear uh Packers there for a little bit in that game last week. So did all we right. make it through
1: the whole segment without talking about CEH?
4: I just mentioned him, bro. Did you? <laughs> I mean he's been
3: efficient, but he's just not getting enough work for me.
4: Yeah, no, like I said, he's actually looked he, yes, he's you know, he's he's looked so far, but they you know bring McKinnon in, they bring Pacheco, when they're ring, you know, they're using all three of them, so it's like none of them are playable. They like Mahomes can
3: even get rushing touchdowns too.
4: So they picked one of them. That guy would be a smash play. But oh
2: well. So speaking of which, McKinnon might not, not be a terrible play. If if you can get him to catch a couple passes, score a touchdown at forty five hundred,
4: it's it's not awful. And it, and it's a significant savings. If, I mean, if you, he's he's probably the most talented back on the roster. But like I said, you know, if they you know Reed would just commit to him, he'd be, you know. Yeah, total smash.
3: I think if you're going to play McKinnon, you probably have to probably maybe stack it with Mahomes, maybe you know with the Kelsey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then JT, that JT that gives you back. your savings for JT bring back. Absolutely. Yep. All right, let's get to the main event because this is it is chaos at wide receiver. There is just so many options, but none of them are cheap. So starting off, obviously we have Cooper Cup nine thousand nine hundred. We know what he does week in week out can't really – I'm saying you could play Jonathan Taylor at 9000 It's almost $1,000 more for, for Cooper Cup, so I'm not going to play him. And I, I think there's other guys that have the same upside that you can get for much cheaper. Justin Jefferson, 9300 that's pretty damn expensive too, but going against Detroit might not be a bad play. And I think there's an overcorrection coming for Devontae Adams at 8400 The guy only had two receptions last week after getting 17 targets in week one. That just seems absolutely ridiculous. So uh, I'm fine. Adams will probably be in a lot of my lineups, but uh, Dave, we'll start with you. You got any ideas of of where you're going to go up here up top, because this is probably going to make or break you this week.
0: No, I don't. Um, Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson are on awesome game environments. Um, I always like the bounce back game, especially from talented players like Devontae Adams, like Jamar Chase this week. I can see Buffalo Miami putting up a lot of points with Diggs and Hill. Um, spin the wheel here. Um, I'll listen. I'll sit back and listen to you guys. I haven't got a clue.
2: Johnny, Johnny, you got any idea so far where you're going?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'm actually going to try to probably keep it mid-range at running back and kind of just do a rotation of these top end wide receivers because the ownership is pretty much right now pretty balanced. I mean, that's Diggs, the only one that's kind of outrageous. I mean, him being at 7,700 just makes no sense to me. I mean, he should at least be with Devonte Adams at probably in the mid eights. Um, and then, you know, chase right now is actually projected at 1% ownership, which given his production lately, you know, he's he is playing the jets. So, I mean, that could be a smash pop for him. But there's just so many guys here. It's just going to be so spread out ownership-wise that even the ceilings are pretty much similar down from Cup to, like, Amonse Brown, Adams, Hill, A.J. Brown, Waddle, even Mike Williams. If, you know, he now is not going to play, he can usually get, like, two touchdowns and like, eight nine catches. So, to me, it's just kind of just picking out certain games and just targeting, you know, whichever, you know, top-end receivers there. But, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm kind of going to keep my running back who's kind of on more of the cheaper side.
0: So is this the Sauce Gardner effect, keeping Chase at one percent? Because if that's really what we're talking about, I mean, Chase sounds like a lock button.
1: Not for nothing, they're going to have to move Chase around the field if they want to get him open. Sauce has been really good through two games. You haven't yes. been looking at him on screen when you're not looking yeah. at the corner. You know he's doing yeah. his job. Yeah.
4: Okay. First down he gave up thing. was a
1: long coverage. The safety was supposed to have the middle of f- middle of the field there
4: um lock button chase because I, I yeah sauce Gardner is not shutting chase down i'm sorry that's uh that's just a shutting chase down. that's, just, that's just a, a, a bias jet fame casual take and uh yeah no play chase all these guys i mean just the state of the wide receiver um in the nfl these all these guys are just awesome i'm probably leaning um jefferson out of all the top guys but i mean if you go down from cup you know all the way down to you know i'm on rod a sun god they're all just complete studs and can have a uh, huge stealing games to break the slate so i'll probably like johnny said just kind of separate out probably have a little bit of all of them um but just standing out <clears throat> is uh justin jefferson would have bounced back game kind of like you nick mentioned um guys that were quiet the week before um he was shut down so i think they uh I guess that Detroit defense feed him early and often. And um, yeah, I like probably Justin Jefferson the most, but all these guys can have huge ceiling games. We've seen it so far.
2: Yeah, it really kind of is pick your poison here, but as far as chase goes, I think it's a couple things. So you have the stank of the Bengals so far, how terrible they've looked. Then you have him sandwiched in between Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs, who Johnny just said is, is way too cheap. So People are playing those two over him, so I, I think that's kind of why he's going overlooked. And Fitz, I completely agree. If he's going overlooked, I am going to have plenty of him. Tyreek Hill, after last week, I, I think him and Waddle are, are going to see a lot of ownership. I think tons of people are going to stack that game. If they're paying up for wide receiver, they're just going to pair Hill and Diggs and Diggs and Waddle and, and be on their way. Maybe play Tua a little bit cheap to to be able to f- afford those guys. So I'll I'll use them sparingly. I don't know how heavy I want to go on that game. Maybe just just in my single entry, I think I might go on those guys. AJ Brown actually is the wide receiver one there. I, I was afraid that they might get away from him at times, but Hertz looks good as a thrower this year, so you can make a case for him. And Amon Ross St. Brown is probably the highest owned wide receiver on the slate. You you just the guy has been freakish over the last twelve games of his career, so. I think that's the elites. We're going to have Michael Pittman go basically unowned with, with the Q tag next to him, although he's generally a popular player. So that could be interesting in that
1: game environment. Mike, you got thoughts? There's a lot of correlation at the top of the receiver board. You know, you got Diggs and Hill in the same game. You've got Jefferson and Sun God in the same game. Like you've got a lot of kind of little mini- Game stacks at the top of the receiver board. So if you're coming down at running back and can get two of these guys, it could be something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think that's going to be a lot of people's strategy this week. So if we go down a little bit below the elite guys, Johnny, what, do, what are you thinking down here?
3: I mean, down here, I mean, this is kind of like where a lot of the ownership seems to be condensing on like the Brandon Cooks, you know, 5,800, Jacoby Myers, Five thousand. He just seems to just get targets, even though his ceiling is pretty pitiful. But he just probably just helps you out, just given the opportunity cost of playing in cover Jefferson. You're going to have to play some really cheap guys. That's the problem with playing JT. It's just the opportunity cost of playing a guy nine thousand plus. Just it's just too much for me at times. You know, even Curtis Samuel. We got Russell Gage. You know, these guys are pretty much all going to command decent ownership, just given that they're pretty much around five thousand or less. Even as Zay Jones, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing him at over ten percent ownership right now. I mean, it's four yeah, thousand. That, you, you just have to play these guys. If you're going to play the top end guy. You're going to have to throw some of these guys, in, unless you're going to play like two, you know, two thousand five hundred or three thousand, you know, tight ends. You're just going to double stack that.
2: Yeah, it's it's the value plays here are they're not really a value. They're really dart throws this week. So I. We're going to have to really hone in on, on who you can actually play and not. Dave, you got thoughts of, of who you like other than the elite guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you go up a little bit further, um, there's a bit of a dead zone here with a lot of decent plays at low ownership. Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, DK Metcalf, and hold your nose with it, Marquise Brown, uh, even – being Michael Thomas or Drake London to an extent. I mean, you can get a bunch of game environments with very little ownership just because of the roster construction. It looks like a lot of guys are going to get skipped over in this range because they're either paying way up on the wide receiver or the running back side or down a little bit on the running back side. But there's some really nice plays here where you can end up in some shootouts with some really low owned wide receivers that have huge ceilings.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I I like some of these guys. Terry McLaurin is basically not going to be used whatsoever, even though people are playing that game a lot. Everyone's basically going to go down to Dotson or Samuel, so you could play him a little bit expensive. Christian Kirk, we see he's the clear wide receiver one there, so don't mind that either. I'm a little bit worried about DK. I know they said they want to get him the ball downfield a little more, but can Geno even do that? Not really sure. Nope. And then, actually, a really sneaky play, that Detroit-Minnesota game. I know Thielen hasn't looked great, but towards the end of that game, Cousins had no choice but to throw to Thielen. And we know Thielen in the red zone is a thing. So, if he scores two touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised. And he's probably less than 3% owned. So, if you want a sneaky, sneaky way to pair him with Amon ross St. Brown, I'm cool with that. Mike? Can we talk
1: about Garrett Wilson yet?
4: Not yet. Uh, Go
1: down,
4: go ahead, go ahead.
1: 14 targets last week. He's Uh, just going to, it's only going up from here. We're
4: getting Zach
1: Wilson back. He's going to get peppered so much this year. They both are, him and more, but Garrett Wilson is showing he is everything he was supposed to be. I cannot wait another 15 weeks to just shove that all in everyone's face.
0: Mike, what if I were to tell you he's also going to be low-owned?
1: Yes, about 1%. When Johnny didn't mention him, like I got
4: a semi. I got a semi. What what what, what if what if I tell you he's going to have like 3 catches for 14 yards?
1: I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible.
4: He's And, stole and, and the B- B- and the Bengals Molly-Wop the Jets. That's
1: uh, you know,
4: but anyway, so Bengals um aren't looking
1: very they, good. Jets are looking less bad than I thought they would. That's the yeah. only thing they, like they can hold their own on, at least on offense.
4: Yeah. So uh, D- Derek, you mentioned Thielen. I think there's two guys in this 5k range that are due for uh, big games. I like Thielen and uh, DJ Moore. Um, I know it's been a slow start, but it's down here at five, six. I think he's uh, you know, we've seen ceiling game from before. I think he's due for a big one. I like uh, Thielen, um, DJ Moore and even uh, Brandon cooks here. I don't think uh, I don't know how much they're going to have to really score in that game. I, you know, Chicago is just pathetic. Um, but if they do, if the game script is different than we think, um, I like that. And, uh, I'll play Devonta Smith too. I mean, you know, we saw a little bit, he's, he's so smooth. He was getting open. I mean, it really, uh, they're feeding AJ Brown, but he's another one that, you know, he can have a ceiling game that I'll I'll go to, to get different.
2: Yeah, that's fine. And, there there's really not a lot of guys in the fives that I love. I actually was expecting Wilson to be a little bit higher owned after that week, but it just seems like nobody wants any part of that game. So I don't mind him. I think Elijah Moore is actually due. It's not just going to be the Wilson show every week. So I think that could be a sneaky play, but Johnny, any other thoughts?
3: Yeah, I did. I did want to mention, even if like, if Keenan Allen's going to be out again, I mean, that Thursday night game, against the Chiefs with the Chargers. I mean, Josh, Josh Palmer seemed like he got like about 10 plus star. He's 4,800. I mean, that's, that could be kind of like more of a cash game consideration because I'm not sure what his ceiling is. I mean, as I said, there's a lot of opportunity cost and kind of get off some of these you know, top end guys, but you're going to have to play some of these lower end guys just to fit it. So, you know, I think, I think he's consideration.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely in consideration. And, and we kind of talked about it before with the running backs on KC, but the receivers, I'm, We're not there yet, but I'm playing Patrick Mahomes. He's probably going to be like five percent owned, playing in a dome. Uh, um, I don't care. I'm playing him. Who who are you playing playing him with? That's my. That's what I was getting at. Is all of them. I will have. I will have double stacks. I will have Mahomes, Kelsey, and one of these guys in at least five, six lineups. That's B.S. Redemption. Yeah. MVS. I mean, Ju- Juju has, has looked good. None of these guys are really getting the targets, but uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. You know, one of them is going to score a touchdown. So uh, I'm fine with any of them. And, and I do see me kind of limited. He's dealing with that heel injury came off the field last week. So if he's limited in any way, you might actually get Juju or, or MVS at absolutely no ownership with a low owned Mahomes and Kelsey and, and, their savings actually allow you to get to those two, so I, I don't mind that. We got anybody I else?
0: I wouldn't even yeah. bring back that game either. If, I like the idea of the Mahomes doubles, and you just kind of spin the wheel with each of the options that he's got, but I think they're going to absolutely smash their uh, broken team right now. They could end up winning by uh, a couple touchdowns.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling down this receiver list, man, and just I, I, I see
3: Perriman at 3,900.
1: Actually, but a good baseline projection.
4: Yeah, Noah, I I like that. I don't hate that.
1: I mean, Dotson keeps finding the end zone like a, you know, I, I doubt that continues forever, but I guess play it till it doesn't happen, right? I mean, if you're, if you're playing cup,
3: I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to probably hang out somewhere in the 4,500 less than.
4: Uh, you can bring back uh, Greg Dortch with the cup lineup. I wish Rondell Moore would get healthy so he can uh, smash and I could play him. Dorch is going to take his job, man. I I like I like Dorch. Dorch is is a poor man's Rondell Moore. I mean, it's literally, they're like the same type of player. I I love Greg Dorch coming out too, but, you know, Rondell Moore is just kind of Greg Dorch on steroids. He just needs to uh, get the same type of player. Yeah. And do you got a couple other ones down here
0: Nico Collins? Uh, Ashton Doolin, if uh, Pittman at all is, these guys just aren't projecting well, yeah.
4: No, it's um, all ugly. I mean, yeah, wide receiver really does fall off a cliff, but you know, everyone's complaining you play, we can play some of those top guys, so you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna win the tournament, you're gonna have to pick the right guy down here. Um, Christian Watson, I know he's you know, having trouble catching the ball, and they're slowly getting him involved, but uh, you know, all it really takes is one. One bomb, like I said, the first week he catches that first pass, he pays off. So at three six, um, if that's gonna be a game that's gonna score a lot, you know, throw a dart there.
2: Now we we didn't mention Chris Olave, and I, I'm surprised we didn't because I think he's gonna be pretty high owned. I don't know if you guys heard, but he's leading the league in air yards. So
3: those are, pra- oh those are my God. prairie air yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. No, Just but straight, I think great, great famous winston prairie yards.
2: But, but people love it, and, and he is getting the targets there. He's, he's starting to play more than, than Landry, so 4500 I think I think you could do worse, so that, that's a little bit of savings. Just depends on how popular he gets. Don't know how much I'm going to be going there, but.
3: Well, like to me, he's the same as like a Nicole Hartman. He's like the same price, and they got Nicole at like 1% ownership and a lobby at five.
2: Yeah, and, and Lintara, who would you rather the the have throw you the ball?
3: I mean, obviously, but he's like the Hartman, as I'm saying he's like 1%. So it's like kind of like the same prayer yeah. type player. Just just run yep. down the field, you know, maybe, you know, even Hartman, can even rush rush for a touchdown.
0: Yep. And we talked a little bit about uh, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. So you got to bring back there. He was a lot of was actually the last name before he moved on from wide receiver. I want to bring up too. Um they are prairie yards. But if he connects with one, it's like MVS or any of those guys, he can get there with one or two.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so if we move to tight end, obviously I said I, I like Kelsey, but he is expensive. 7900 is a little bit high, which makes me think he's going to go overlook quite a bit because paying $8,000 for a tight end, although he's not exactly your regular tight end, is a bit much in this economy. Mark Andrews, we saw the week he had last week, 6900 Again, I just don't see people paying up for tight end. So if, if you find some value plays and you want to go here, it's a way to get different. But Kyle Pitts, we're, we're just waiting for him to be Kyle Pitts. Do we ever think it's going to happen?
3: I, I don't think it's going to happen this week, to be honest. I mean, that, that Seattle game just seems so pitiful just regarding the pace of play. They just, It's just, you know, Mariota is really locked in on London at this point. It's just like, you know, I can kind of see this just going even further south, honestly. And they're gonna, yeah, they and I mean, got to unless they get pushed, which I don't really see Seattle pushing them. So, like, you know, they can also just run the ball. I mean, yeah. their, their, pass, their pass rate, their pass rate over expectation is really not even at, even like league average, not even close. It's like, so I, yeah, I don't really it, see good. You hit the there.
2: nail on the head with that, that pace of play. I just, I don't know if you could play anybody in this game. And, and there could be an overcorrection with, with targets to pits, but, At 4,800, yeah, it's not a bad price for him for what his talent should be, but there's plenty of guys much cheaper that I I would just rather play. Dallas Goddard's been involved at 4,700, so you could play him. I'd probably rather him over Pitts. Tyler Higby is leading the league in tight end targets, so don't really know what his upside is because it doesn't look like he's scoring too many touchdowns recently, but he's getting a lot of targets. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got twenty targets, which is two more than Andrews and four more than Kelsey. So, and they're running out more. like
3: that. that's third receiver, I can't even—I don't remember his name. But that, that white guy, that's just—he just seems like he's just complete, complete dust. And it's just Allen so, Robinson, corpse. Are you certain he's a white guy? The third wide receiver, besides not
1: not Cub, but yeah, Skrowneck. I know, I know, yeah, Scornick or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. So. Johnny consistently gets wrong the race of like fourth wide receivers. <laughs> you no, know, it's Brian Quick. You know, I,
3: thought, I thought he would
2: be next I'm That's
1: not a chasing the Gasicki week.
2: No, not at all. Hey, uh, Hayden Hurst has been getting targets, but really, is there upside there? Same with Tyler Conklin. He's he's getting a ton of targets, and the Jets pass a ton, but. I don't really like that too much. It's it's pretty sketchy here. So most people are probably going to be living down in the 3000s. We saw the uh, return from the dead of Logan Thomas. You know, he's 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 got some, maybe not upside, but can't really be mad at, at five targets, six targets the last two weeks. Scored a touchdown last week. Definitely think he's usable at 3,500. Irv Smith is going to be just ridiculously owned at 3,100. He does have upside. He he can run with the ball in his hands and people saw what he did Monday night, but I don't know. He can also put up a zero. So if he's the highest owned tight end, I don't know if I'm going there. Johnny, you got some thoughts?
3: Yeah, I was just going to mention the top three on just ownership. I and mean, we're looking at Hawkinson at 4,200, Irv Smith, 3,100, and then Tyler Higby, 4,500. So that's pretty much saying that a lot of your allocation of funds are going to be heading towards running back wide receiver. You know, it's just Andrews and Kelsey aren't, at least projection-wise, baseline aren't really the best plays per dollar. So it's, you know if you are going to play those guys, I mean your line is definitely going to be way different than the norm. So that could be a kind of a leverage spot if you do want to play, you know, Andrews or or Kelsey. But as I said, you you're going to you're going to start garbage pretty much at this point, like with Jawan Johnson, twenty nine hundred. You know that's pretty much, and then even Isaiah Likely can even be played at twenty eight hundred.
2: Yeah, I I actually like Jawan Johnson quite a bit. Twenty nine is a good price. Nobody's going to use him. He's averaged thirteen point eight yards per reception. Has the fifth most air yards among tight ends. He's,
3: he's going to get played because it's just you need the savings.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I I, I think for two hundred dollars more, people are going to go up to Irv Smith, and and especially people like that game a hell of a lot more than they like this one. So I don't mind it. And the, and the Saints throw on sixty five percent of their plays so far this year. So. Yeah, I'm cool with some Juwan Johnson. Dave, you got any thoughts at tight end?
0: Yeah, like Johnny said, it seems like all the ownerships going to consolidate in a couple of places here with Irv Smith. Everyone likes some Tyler Higby. Everyone is all over Hawkinson in that game. To me, it's a good week to just pair your tight end with your quarterback in terms of stacks. That way, everyone's really going to be a bit different in terms of the – if you're not playing these top three guys, ownerships going to spread out across the board. Just try and correlate it. And I think it's a good place just to add that in for the double stack or, you know, full game stacks if you're going for them.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a good strategy. And, and actually another strategy you could have too is, is a mini stack. So if everybody likes that Buffalo game and they're playing Tyreek and, and Diggs or or Waddle and Diggs, maybe you go Dawson Knox and Tyreek and, and you get a mini stack and you get, some exposure to that game. And if, if Knox scores a touchdown or even two, you just knocked all those digs lineups out out of the water. So that's another way to look at it is the skinny stacks. And yeah, like like you you said,
0: it's, it's uh, just a good way of, I mean, tight ends probably not a good position to be playing as a one-off this week. You want to have some correlation, whether it's on the core quarterback stack or just a mini stack with one of the other, you know, plays that you have. I think that is a good strategy.
2: Absolutely.
3: You're also fading. So Andrew's like Kelsey ceiling game. That's pretty much what you're really doing at tight end. It's just like if those guys don't go off for something crazy, then you can kind of get away with not having a ceiling game from whatever tight end you pick. is kind of maybe just more of just a budget play, and then you know hope that the rest of your lineup does the work it needs to do.
4: Yeah, I think just kind of sprinkle down into this 3K range and hope your guys score a touchdown. You pick one of them right, like you either planting the flag on Kelsey or, or Andrews or just, uh, you know, sprinkling, like you stole the Dawson Knox for me. You know, I like the, the touchdown upside of Dawson Knox and everyone else is going to be playing digs and bottle and Hill. So I like the Dawson Knox. Um, I think Knox Robert, is hurt
3: actually. He's not practicing. Yeah, He
4: hasn't been practicing. So sure, definitely something to monitor. If he, yeah. If he plays, um, you know, Robert Tunyon, you know, what I'll throw darts there, Logan Thomas, you know, I'll sprinkle some of that. Like I said, it's just really hoping, uh, guy gets in the end zone but it's uh yeah not great down here i've been hearing some stuff about evan ingram i mean i've been watching
3: really jaguar games but
4: you can't catch though he actually uh
2: he's been targeted quite a bit that's what i've I've been hearing
3: he's actually been being utilized
2: yeah he's believe it it or not he's been targeted 12 times and has 11 receptions so there's only one target that he hasn't caught so that's an improvement Mm -hmm.
3: And and he's, he's, still
2: on the four, he's still on the 4k So here, here's an interesting idea If We look at Let's say Mark Andrews 6,900 Pretty expensive But if you do pay down For a tight end Maybe an Irv Smith If he is popular You could use Andrews at the flex And then that completely Differentiates your lineup And if we're looking at 6,900, you have Pittman, 6,800, you have Waddle, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, that there's absolutely a possibility that Mark Andrews could have a better game than those guys. So could be a week where that actually could be an interesting strategy to completely differentiate yourself. I mean, you could literally go chalk in your entire lineup and then throw that in there and nobody's doing that.
3: Yeah, I mean they're pretty much treated like wide receivers. I mean Kelsey and Andrews. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, they have the upside of it, and, and I mean, like they're, I said, they're, pri- they're,
3: pri- they're priced the way of a wide receiver price. So, I think that that is that is smart if you want to just you know treat them treat them as like a wide receiver spot and then just still punt that tight end regardless.
2: Yeah, and they they are their their team's wide receiver ones. Mike, you got any thoughts here? You you playing some Conklin?
1: Yeah, I mean probably, um, but. I really like Dave's call on just stacking your quarterback at tight end. It's such a touchdown dart throw that, you know, do you care about targets? No, like you need to go big. So I try to try to squeeze something out of every stack. Um, and something I didn't think about till you said it, but, you know, it does feel like a two tight end week. Just one of those weird ones where, you know, either Kelsey or Andrews is going to end up, you know, performing for you in a flex spot
2: yeah and and they're they're low owned period and then if you use them at your flex that's literally cutting their ownership in half so makes sense but i think that's enough on tight end because it's gross so let's get to something that is not gross last week we basically had lamar and nobody else this week that is not the case quarterback is absolutely ridiculous talent wise josh allen eighty two hundred, basically guaranteed for 30 points Lamar had the week he had at $8,000. I don't know how many people are going to go to him. Mahomes, 7,900. I said it before, I'll be using plenty of him, but most people are either going to go up to Allen or start at Jalen hurts, which I, I I love hurts as well. So a lot of tough decisions to make here Fitz
4: started off. you, You got thoughts here. Where are you going? Yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong. Um, you know, with with the top guys are just, you know, so safe, um, floor wise, but, you know, if you're going to, uh, you know, play all these top receivers we're talking about, we talked about spending up for JT and Dalvin cook and Mixon, and, um, whether you're playing Kelsey, you know, as part of a two tight end or Andrews, um, I think the play is saving some money here at quarterback. Um, Colin Murray just hasn't had his weapons. He's been, Hasn't been pretty, but, you know, still producing, got a little price drop on him. I like uh, Captain Kirk Cousins you know, away from prime time and a bounce back and impossible, you know, high-scoring game against Detroit. Um, I don't know how much, you know, they're going to have to throw, but, you know, with Burrow, but, uh, you know, you go down there, there's, there's, there's guys that can put up, you know, have ceiling games. So um, that's just a few, but I think I'd probably spend down a quarterback. Makes sense. Jo- Johnny, what do you what are you seeing
2: so far for projections and, and what do you think as far as ownership goes for the quarterbacks?
3: Ownership generally on quarterback is kind of irrelevant. I mean, unless you got like a Trey Lance last year that was like playing his first game and was like severely underpriced given his rushing upside. So really, I mean, you can kind of play any quarterback and not worry about ownership really affecting you too much. I mean, the highest I'm looking at now is the 14%. That's both for Allen and Hertz but it looks like a kind of a week where you either pay for the top, top end or you kind of really going to start bargain bin with like the Mariotas like, I mean, to it being 6,100 and, you know, having six touchdowns last week. I mean, he might get steamed up, but even like I'm even seeing projections why he's really good for like golf, car fields. I mean, okay. those guys are cheap. They allow you to kind of spend that the running back and wide receiver. Cause I said, if you're going to go nine K plus, you know, with Jefferson, Taylor, or Cup, you might have to take the discount on quarterback.
4: Yeah, and can can we put some respect on my man Jared Goff's name? Once guy just fucking puts up numbers. Let's go. Yeah, he got, he
3: got you paid. So
4: yeah, damn right, He's damn right he did. So yeah, you know, you want to play Justin Jefferson? Uh, you don't have to. You don't necessarily pair him up. You know, spend up there. You don't have to pair him up with Kirk Cousins. Spend down. You know, pay five, eight for Jared Goff. If Jefferson's getting his. Yeah, um, you know, God's gonna have to throw, and you know, like I said, God puts up numbers, so uh, I like the golf play.
0: I I don't think you want to start with Cousins, Irv Smith, and Jefferson because those guys all seem to be having a lot of ownership there.
4: Well, and I'm not playing Irv Smith,
0: but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And you're still looking at probably the very similar bring back on the other end with, you know, whether it's Swift or Amon Rossi. No, well, no, with Amon Rossi and Brown, that's probably a really bad four players to start your lineup with.
2: Yeah. And that's probably going to be, and, and this is a good conversation to have too, because these guys alone, you know, quarterbacks don't get owned, but they're being stacked with these guys. So Goff, Yeah. He's not going to be high owned, but this is going to be the highest stack game. And if people are playing golf, they're paying up for Jefferson, like Dave just said. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. I actually like that game a little bit more from a skinny stack standpoint. Going to play a lot of Cook, maybe with a Ra. Might even take some stabs at Chark and, and kind of go that way. Goff basically had his ceiling last week, throwing four touchdowns and still only had 26 points. So it is really? priced that it that is good, but if you add the ownership to it, I think there's other places you
4: you can go.
3: I mean, he's just so like, cheap. So though. That's, that's the thing.
4: No, yeah, I don't think he, like Johnny said, it's not going to be like you know extremely um, you know high owned Ownership's not really a thing, and you know um, for the, for these quarterbacks, like Johnny, but who said, are you playing them with? I don't who think you, you've seen the ceiling game. Yeah, that's the thing. That's where you have to get, you know obviously you don't stack them with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson, but I mean. Um, Swift you know, you is going could, uh, to be
2: stacked with them. It's all—all all of them throw, are going
4: throw, to be throw, throw. Throw Chark in there. You know, let's say you know Chark's good. You know, can catch a bomb and like you know DeAndre Swift. You know, paid off for me. You know, he gets catches a lot of passes and it's going to be. You know, they can Goff and Swift can both eat. So a Goff, Chark, and, and Swift, and then you can you can play to Jefferson and 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 play some more Chalk because that gets you different right there. And there's, there's a lot of game totals
3: that are so high. I think you can actually not force yourself to play like these these game stacks like oh, i have to play this game I to play like four or five guys from a game it's just like maybe you can just just kind of look more be, be more price sensitive and just kind of just play it that way and just you know, have more mini game stacks that are just having a quarterback with a double stack you know because there's just a lot of opportunity costs for a lot of these players
2: yeah that that Which makes be, a like, lot like, of sense and last week we saw there was low totals like seven games under 44 And you had to have those guys that scored over 40 or you were fucked this week. We could have tons of guys that blow up the
1: slate. So I think that's a good point, Johnny, Mike, Johnny just hit it. There are a lot of high game totals this week. So I'm, Going to reverse engineer my Stacks I'm going to start with With my early correlation with the Receivers with the running backs and everything And then let that dictate my Quarterback generally you'll start with a Quarterback try to find your pairs there But I'm going backwards I'm going to start With my skill players and come back to The quarterback I'm just going to well, let who not My, like my correlation there is Dictate who my stacks are Fair
2: enough now One guy we didn't bring up was Joe burrow. So people like cousins, we said, nobody's playing this game whatsoever. If you're playing a big GPP, you go burrow to chase and, and just bring it back with one of the jets running backs or a Wilson, or even just take a stab at Elijah Moore. And you literally have maybe combined three players, 10% owned that could absolutely go off. And other than chase really not that expensive. So I don't mind burrow. I don't mind Stafford. Arizona has given up the second most yards so far the most passing touchdowns so Stafford could get there even if they were to beat the shit out of Arizona we, we've we seen them they did it to the Giants last year where where Cup went off Stafford went off Henderson went off so e- even if it's not a close game we've seen the Rams put their foot on the throttle and I, I don't think Stafford's going to be very high owned and and it's very safe you pair them with Cup and and Find something cheap in there, maybe even bring it back with Greg Dortch. Don't mind that.
3: My problem with Stafford is that you can literally get all his production through Cup. Yep. It's like yeah. you, you you don't like. I don't. I don't really see him having that that ceiling game unless he's going to start feeding Cup and other ancillary pieces. It's just you can. I mean, you can really get most of it just through Cup solo, and then just. Yeah, I mean, at sixty five hundred, I mean, there's Burrow, there's You know, just other guys, even even Brady, if he even got weapons, though, but, you know, even Tua, Kirk Cousins, you know, about 200 more. Yeah, cup
0: is to Stafford what, you know, Devontae Adams was to Rodgers. You can play Devontae Adams every week last week, and you didn't have to stack him with Rodgers at all because you were just getting all your points through Adams. Um, I like the Joe Burrow take. Don't necessarily even know if you need to bring it back. I'm not sure if uh, the Jets are going to push – them enough. I feel like this might be a little bit of a statement game from the Bengals here. Uh, going down a little bit further, as, like I said, I liked Washington. So Carson Wentz good place to start there. Uh, Tua in a Buffalo game, that should be pretty high scoring. Uh, but really, like everyone has said well, before, there's a lot of games, with a lot of high totals you can get different. Trevor Lawrence and how's Justin Herbert? Is he going to be healthy playing this week? Because that might be another Nice leverage point, especially with his wide receivers being low well owned with all
4: the injury concern.
1: He's a man; I expect him to play. I, I think he, I I think don't he is. To, I don't know how much I expect from him, but I expect he
4: him to play. He, he practiced limited um, t- uh, today, and he says he's trending towards playing.
2: Yeah, I think he'll be out there. It's just Jacksonville has looked good early on, but I don't think they're anywhere near the same caliber as as the Chargers. So I could see, we didn't really talk about him before, but I could see it being an Austin Eckler game and and him just doing the bulk of the work here and, and then not putting a lot on Herbert's shoulders, knowing that they're playing Jacksonville. So it, it could be a sneaky play and he is Justin Herbert. So I, I could see him getting there, but if I'm going to that game, I'd probably rather like a, a Kirk Austin Eckler stack, or even just Austin Eckler by himself fits.
4: Yeah. So i uh, kind of skipped over a guy here. I mean, if, uh, everyone's playing Leonard Fournette and he's going to smash, you know, there's going to be points in that game. Um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of weapons, it's been a slow start, but you know, we really think that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to figure it out. I mean, uh, I think it's only a matter of time until, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets going and, um, starts getting, you know, bringing these young guys along and, you know, starts figuring it out, you know, figuring out with what he's got, you know, he's done, done more but less. I know there's no Devontae Adams there, but, uh, You know, I'll I'll play some Aaron Rodgers, especially because, like you said, we skipped over him. No one's talking about him. No one's probably going to play him. I mentioned Christian Watson when we were, you know, dumpster diving in threes for wide receivers. Um, So maybe you know, uh, play him with uh, with Aaron Jones and and Christian Watson. um, Way to get different in that game, and then you can you know you play your other chalk plays. I'm not. I'm not
3: touching Rodgers until he shows me you can do it without Adam. At least from a, he's he's more of an efficient quarterback. And I just I think they're more going to be more primarily r- rushing and not. I just don't see them really pushing really any game. And I think given the, the Buck situation right now, I don't know if they can really put up points to really push the Packers either. I just see that game just being a slog. I
0: mean that that is a leverage point though. If everyone is playing Fournette, play Tom Brady and whatever healthy wide receivers he's got out there. Talk about quarterbacks that haven't really done much, you know. It's, I, it's I, don't think, I don't think football. it's
3: worth it really given that you have Josh Allen on the slate. Like, he's, he's a problem. I mean, like, just to try to fade that given he's – The floor
4: it $2, is like, 30. $2, it, it, yeah. It's $2,200 salary between Allen and Tom Brady. And, like I said, it's a huge, um, you know, uh, leverage spot, a huge pivot ownership-wise and just, you know, getting different in uh, GPPs. I don't hate yeah,
2: it. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely a leverage spot. I think it makes a lot of sense. Actually, more so from the Brady side, with Fournette probably being the highest owned running back. But it's ugly as shit. There, there is no one for him to throw to. That offensive line is in shambles. And then if you go for the Rogers side of it, it's you're basically playing Mahomes and his receivers because you have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, you can pair him with Aaron Jones, but Tampa Bay has looked incredible on defense. So, I, I. I I agree with Johnny. I just think that both of these teams are just gonna go in there and try and get a win and get the fuck out. I, I could it's, see both it's of it's
3: just to me, it's just raw points. I mean, we we need to put up points, and we're, I'm looking at a slate with literally Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Hertz, Herbert I and mean, Kyler Murphy can get it together. It's just like and even the cousins, Burrow, like they can easily have blow up games given I and mean, cousins playing the Lions and you got Burrow with the Jets. I mean, those are just easily beef shootouts. It's like they they have to pretty much outdo all those guys because. Rodgers is still not cheap.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get the argument. You know, like I said, I'm not going to be overloading on Rodgers or Brady, but I mean, I, I can can you not see a scenario where you know those two quarterbacks and those two teams, even with a slow start and you know Brady with no weapons, we've seen them both no. do more or less. You know, I see a scenario where that game shoots out and no one's on it, and it's like, oh shit, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, like I said, huge huge leverage point. No Mike Evans, there's no Adams,
3: there's no Godwin. I mean, I don't Julio's even healthy. We've seen, seen no Brady. We've like, what, seen, is, what who's Brady
4: thrown into. We've Scottie seen Rashad, per, we've seen Rashad Perryman have you know whatever 150 yard three touchdown games. I mean it's not like like I said it's not. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you know it wouldn't. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I wouldn't be surprised if Brady pieced uh-huh. together with you know whatever his tight ends is you know dumping the four net and Scotty Miller catches a bomb. You know you know I could see Brady still put up numbers even without you know his 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 top guys. And same with Rodgers, you know, that's I, I, I I get what you're saying.
2: It is a leverage point and it's, it's possible with these two quarterbacks, but I agree with Johnny's point. There is just way too much better game environments, even with, with lesser quarterbacks that, that I would rather go to really, I basically just, I see this as, as, as basically atlanta seattle with with good quarterbacks i, I just think it's going to be one of the fastest games over very fast and if you're really looking for for a game that's sneaky to shoot out then just play joe flacco with all his pass catchers right mike uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. yeah like <laughs> i'll have one i'll have one but uh...
4: Bro, how are you? How, how are you going to be so excited, Garrett Wilson, all the running backs, all that? After after last week, what Joe Flacco did, Zach Wilson could never do that. Never. You would you never see Zach Wilson do that. Joe Flacco is the best quarterback on the roster, and he actually showed you something last week. And you're just going to sit here and boohoo playing him?
1: Yeah. Not that I'm I, playing him, but
4: I'm saying I, I disagree. I mean, what's that?
1: I, I'm not. Yeah. I everything you just said because I disagree with you. <laughs>
2: okay. I, I was making a joke. I, I don't think Flacco is playable at all. I think last week he's not. But Literally I'm just just, I really just like Cle- you know. Cleveland just decided the game's Whatever. over. And there's game, no sense in playing X anymore. X them.
1: I mean, what if he's throwing the ball
3: 60 times a game? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like, you he's you got two games a... like over he 300 yards past, past that.
2: Him. Yeah, but that's why I like the pieces around him
1: more than I do him. I I do too, but I'll have one. Like I said, I, he going to do one. <laughs> I mean, I'm
3: I'm just so worried about you know Josh Allen. It just seems like he's just on another level right now, and it's just even given Miami like their pass rate of expectation. Like these two teams are pretty much top three when I looked last yeah, time. Yeah, I
4: mean, we Lamar Lamar did to the and, it,
3: and it's just like they someone's going to push. I mean, unless they somehow just have a slog, you know, maybe just not 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 you know converting in the red zone, but it's just I I don't see how that game doesn't get out of hand. And you know, I'm like just the way the Chiefs and Buffalo played last year in the playoffs. It's just Tyreek is kind of seems like the that elixir just to always have a so, game just go out of control. So is that
4: yeah, is that the number one game that you're targeting, Johnny?
3: Yeah, but unfortunately, from a just from a game theory perspective, it's just way too much ownership. I mean, Dix is pretty much the highest projected you know wide receiver, Allen is the highest projected quarterback. So so I want to be like a you know conscious of just you know game theory in that perspective. But I mean I feel like I have to have some. Allocation to that, especially so when I, like, I, I only play short slates. I don't mean I don't. I barely even play the main slate anymore. So like,
4: yeah. So know, it's that may, be, that may be an
3: onslaught game for me.
4: Yeah, I'm when saying I, if you're playing if you're playing one PM only, maybe it's just literally fucking overload that game. You mm-hmm. know,
2: yeah. For for me, they'll they'll basically be most of my single entry teams will will be them. And I actually think there is a possibility. I know Buffalo's secondary is banged up, but their defense has looked good. Tua being pressured has not looked good. And I know with these two wide receivers, you can just get the ball in their hands and they can do things. But I, I see a world where Buffalo just comes and beats the shit out of them. And if you just have Diggs and Allen, you can find other other spots where where guys can out, outscore Waddle and, and Hill. So that might be a way to get different too, is don't even bring it back. Just get your yeah. exposure to those two, get your exposure to that game. And, and you can find – places elsewhere you know maybe even go down to amon ross st brown if he has a better game than than hill yeah he's high owned by himself but he's not going to be high owned with those two he'll be stacked with that game
3: yeah well lamar is going to be really under owned but i think you know, i think that's more just the product of playing the patriots you know i'm not sure if yeah. belichick's capable of containing him but at least that's what that's what it seems like the markets has right now regarding just his baseline projection
2: all right so let's talk about defense right now don't play yeah.
0: Carolina's defense. End the conversation. Everyone else's. Play something different. <laughs> Let's, see. Let's see. Let's see what they got. Yeah. For you. Don't, don't play the chalk defense. Yeah, You're just me,
4: running
3: off
0: of. Uh, let me look at the defenses. I think we're running off the same data, Johnny. I hate fucking. Fuck. Yeah. Don't play Carolina's do. defense at 21% ownership.
4: Don't play Houston's defense. Chicago's just fucking.
0: Don't play Houston's defense oh. at 10, 11% ownership because they're next.
4: Okay. so go um, different.
2: I, I think. If if since offensive line is that shitty, the Jets could be interesting at only twenty four hundred.
4: What about uh Atlanta's defense because Geno Smith just sucks and they yeah they don't don't you know.
2: hate that they've been getting a little bit of pressure.
4: Commanders. I mean, what Eagles?
1: about Seattle's defense because Marcus Marcus Mariota sucks,
0: or it's the possible. Falcons' defense because Geno Smith.
3: That's I mean, I think, I think it's defense, it. you're it's really just fading the one defense going crazy. Like, like no, last week you had the Jaguars at 24 points. I mean, I mean, I had them pretty much everywhere just strictly because I couldn't afford anybody else. It just mm-hmm. worked out for me.
0: And it was a straight line off of Cincy. Yeah. I think Or pretty close to it It was.
3: Yeah. It was 200 less, but like, you know, there was no Pittman. So I was like, you know what? I
1: can't afford anything else. I have no Pittman. I'm going to miss the fucking deadline on this goddamn bet while it's checking my location. This is fucking bullshit. This is the one I smash a fucking 10 legger. This is the one.
0: <laughs> are you betting tonight's game? Because you got what, time. What about uh what isn't about it the, 8-15? What about no, the uh, I mean, just like if you're not if you're betting
1: Sunday's game, you got time till Sunday. No, I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to parlay tonight.
4: Back on task here. What about the Ravens defense against New England? How much are they?
2: Yeah, uh, that's not bad. Three thousand. Pretty so much I, every... I just I like defenses that are going to face a lot of passes and I don't think new England's going to throw the ball a ton. So how many opportunities are the Ravens really going to get to get sacks or, or picks? They might have to though. Well, I mean, Same yeah, thing Lamar, with Atlanta if, and Seattle.
4: If, if Lamar goes off, but if Lamar goes off and you know, the Patriots have to yeah. try to, or to keep up, you know, yep. um, they get a bunch I of sacks. I don't sack. think
3: you are even a forward, like a defense over 3k. I mean, all the mock lines I did. I mean I was literally 2600 less. Oh and
0: there's a yeah, shit ton of them under 3k also. I mean, you can make any of those work and tell a story that makes sense for almost 2900 for
2: yet. the Eagles against Wentz. I look at what they did on on Monday night if if they're actually legit and you have Carson Wentz throwing several picks, I don't mind that. Stone minimum for the Detroit Lions.
4: Fuck it, right? Yeah. Why not? I don't hate that either. Well, the Lions are the same base well. to Kirk, Kirk, oh, pop it up commanders and I
0: would re- I would rather be playing being the defense facing Kirk Cousins than Patrick Mahomes honestly or I mean you've also got the Dolphins right there too like you're not going to want to play either of those lines aren't a terrible sneaky. option compared to those other ones at that price
2: mm-hmm. sneaky could be the Jaguars Johnny yeah. you said last week they, they smashed and if Herbert's banged up who knows? Maybe the Jaguars are actually a good defense. Twenty-three. dollars yeah, I mean, a day. likes to
3: take chances too. So, I mean, you're really looking for just a defensive touchdown, or just or just hope I, that no, no yeah. defense goes out of control. That like really, they all kind of just cancel each other out. That's yeah. That's those are kind of my favorite slates because yeah, I hate I'll,
4: getting I'll play moved the, fucked uh, by a defense. Yeah. I'll play the Cardinals. You say your team is going to face a lot of pass attempts. You know, Stafford's going to be swinging it. He's known to uh, throw it to the other team and you know, other opportunities. Yeah, that's true.
1: Man, their secondary is yeah. really bad, though. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah.
4: It is, but all it takes is one Mm defense. I'll throw them
1: out there. Gardner probably gets his first this week.
4: Yeah, you should definitely play play like 100% Jets defense. That probably will pay off. I I think
2: they are a good play, though. You're going to get – Cincinnati's offense has looked like shit, at least their offensive line. You get a couple sacks and you're facing a lot of pass attempts. It might not be a bad thing with how much I'm investing in in – In
1: there are, there are desperation the parts if you need salary savings, and There's Mike, no you're t- more nothing less.
0: Mike, you're talking about the first touchdown allowed by Sauce, right? No, when Chase goes one, maybe two on him because that's exactly no, he gave up
1: happen. one last week. Nah, Chase will really? get two I'll on the other the side. Chase will get two on the other side. I have a quick question: Is the Jets pass rush any good? No,
2: they're okay. I mean, it's
1: better than it has been, but no. Because
3: yeah, I mean, they're the, not, bang, the Bengals play T.J. Watt and the Steelers, and then they played the Cowboys. With oh, yeah. yeah. I, I do I do feel like this could be a, a big bounce-back spot for Burrow. Just the sense of, like, they, they're 0-2. They're desperate. And, like, they need this game. So, they – Well, they, that, that's where I was going with – I'm,
2: I'm going to use a lot of Burrow. I'm going to use a lot of Chase. I'm going to use a lot of mixing. So, actually, throwing the Jets in a couple lineups is kind of like a hedge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see them running up the score, trying to get a statement win, trying to get everybody – you know, yeah, they, thinking they, they, don't they
3: need suck. a self esteem boost at this point. Exactly. Yeah.
2: All right. So I think we did a pretty good job on this slate. A lot to go through, a lot of things to think of, but I think we touched on all of it. So that's probably going to do it this week. Any last thoughts, Johnny, before we go out?
3: Just hot as hell in Texas right now. <laughs> it's pretty much just be conscious of just your, you know, your line of constructions and just. Be comfortable playing some some garbage in some spots because this pricing is very punitive. At least on DraftKings. I mean, FanDuel—that's a whole nother story. I mean, you can kind of play whatever. Oh, FanDuel, you, want, you but... do
2: whatever the fuck you want. It's the wild west over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fitz, what about you? Any parting
4: words? Any thoughts? Uh, nope. I'm definitely not jealous of Johnny. He says it's hot, hot as hell in Texas. It's actually uh. Nice and cool here. Window open, little hoodie weather. Uh, feels like football season, hunting season coming up. So, uh, yeah, just um, you know, forget forget last week, and uh, like I said, just be smart. You know how you how you build your lineup. Um, you know, plant your flags, um, and yeah, just have fun out there. Mike, any parting words for us? What were
2: you thinking? You guys like any lines this week? Any lines?
1: Yeah. Uh, I like this week.
2: Yeah, food. I actually like more than I thought I would, and it's I actually I can't a even scarier. sports
1: bet, so that's
2: a, di- that's a different <laughs> show, Mike. Nah, that's fine. We could we can end it with that. I actually like that a be- quite a bit. So I actually Let's I look, like. Let me look
3: up some lines from
2: here. I have a teaser right now. I teased Kansas City down to minus one, and Atlanta plus eight. I just don't see Geno Smith covering eight points, so that's my teaser it's gross it's gross but i'm actually thinking about betting the houston texans plus three against the bears do, do we really think the bears can cover a spread period i no. don't get that it's the texans but
1: yeah i don't I, hate I, that
2: i'm actually thinking about it i i don't know if i'm gonna go there but thinking about it I
1: mean and the then system.
2: i and then i also have a money line parlay with uh Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo. And I think that was at
1: like plus one forty. I mean so. the Jets plus six is just a lock button, right? No. Yeah, yeah
0: angles minus six. Mm-hmm.
2: I really, I really think I might do the bills too. If if people if that moves down a little bit, I think it's at six right now. I I just I don't think that they are on the same tier. I could be wrong, and, and maybe the Dolphins surprise me, but... I'm seeing five and a half. Five and a half? That's not too bad. i
1: trying to find it. I don't even see it. Give me the six
0: and a half with Washington. Like I said, I like that game even with them as an outright division game at
1: home. Um, Raiders cover two and a half, right? Against Tennessee. Tennessee is Baksuda. Yes, yeah,
2: that one scares me, though. It's...
1: I know I West think, Coast coming east, and the Raiders generally don't play well on the East Coast. Like I get it, but you know, Tennessee is really bad. At least yeah, they, they, really
2: they are and Taylor Lewan being out for a while, it, it could be rough. So I, I, uh, I draft drafting's down to Bill's minus five. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah Tampa, I bet Tampa minus one. one more room. What about the Giants? What do you think about the Giants actually being a favorite against the Cowboys? Lock button. That the house.
2: Nah, I'm, uh, I'm waiting because the, the Giants have been popular as shit and Monday night always gets steamed So I think the Giants will be the bet and you might actually be able to get a really good number on the Cowboys. So I'm going to wait and see what the that is. Giants are favored
3: is. by a point right
0: now. I mean, Cooper Rush, it's time. Yeah, that might cross zero but five, by the time Monday comes around.
2: No, nah, I, I think it could be Giants minus two and a half by the time game starts, maybe even three. If everybody's a,
1: if everybody's a, jumping
0: cowboys cowboys are like the most public team in the country.
1: The, yeah, so the Giants the have been the most public team so far. Two weeks. Down? What's that? Do you take the, the one point on the Giants now and it in anticipation of because I think Oh, yeah. If you, you want the cowboys. Giants, you take that now. Yeah.
2: I just think the Cowboys defense is still legit and yeah. Daniel Jones getting He's pressured. Awesome. Yeah, I know. So could be interesting (laughs) yeah daniel jones is absolutely incredible all right i think that's gonna do it for this week so worked out pretty well thank you guys as always for joining i think it was a great conversation and we are definitely gonna fucking smash this week as always be sure to check out thehelmsports.com for my write-ups check out yardsper.com for my cash game breakdown and that's going to do it for this week i will talk to you soon good luck everybody
1: Stefan out there